This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you for asking. And of course, I am Rafael Di Furia. And in this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, we wanted to talk about the Italian passport as well as the Italian ID card and both information about each of these documents as well as how to get each one of them. It's uh, Marco and I were talking before this episode about uh, the, 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 the topics that we've talked about over the years. And we were just realizing that this is a topic while we've touched on it before, it's not an episode or not a subject that we've dedicated a whole episode to. So Marco, can you first tell us a little bit about the Italian passport and the Italian ID and the differences between them? For all of the clients that we assist, the ultimate goal is, of course, to get an Italian passport, even if I, as I say to them, getting Italian citizenship is the first step and citizenship has no expiration, so there is no need to worry about applying for a passport immediately. But of course, all of the clients that we assist with their application for citizenship by descent, they want to get a passport as soon as they are citizens. And uh, there is a difference between uh, having a passport and just having an ID, they're both identification documents and travel documents. However, the passport allows Italian citizens to travel internationally outside of the European Union or inside of the European Union. But the ID, the Italian ID, only allows Italian citizens to travel um, within the European Union. So that's a substantial difference between a passport and the ID. Italy recently introduced a plastic ID card, which is roughly uh, the same shape of the uh, of a credit card, which includes basic information about the Italian citizen. However, an Italian ID can also be given to someone who is not an Italian citizen, but somebody who just is residing in Italy. And uh, which is, of course, a major different with, difference with the passport, which can only be given to an Italian citizen. Uh, the ID includes the name, the last name of the person, uh, the full residency address, and the photo of the person, the holder. And on the back, you will also have your tax code. We talked about the tax code in other episodes. That's an alphanumeric number uh, similar to a social security number which identifies the person. The passport includes slightly different information. It will include the photo of the person, the last name, the first name, uh, the passport number, and not the full address, rather just the city in which the person is residing when the passport is released, or the Italian consulate that released the passport if the person was residing abroad and was registered with the AIRE when the passport was granted to the person. Yeah, that's a, actually, when I first got my Italian passport, I was very, it's it it really surprising to see that they had this place in the passport specifically as a, its own separate page, 
where it has your town of residency and there's a at least in my passport there's a space for what three of them four of them something like that um, of these different residencies and you can change your residence of course and um, go to to the to the office to the passport office to be able to get that all updated so for me that was definitely a surprise I had to go to the um, the um, the police when I uh, arrived in Italy to change up my residency and I think a, a factor that also will be of interest and a curious thing to many people who are just getting their first Italian passport or their first Italian ID card is to see that there's multiple languages actually represented on each of these documents um, even from example like my ID from Italy because I originally lived in uh, in Alto Adige and they have some level of autonomy there my ID card was in Italian and German um, but I know in most of Italy that's not the case uh, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about some of the languages that you see represented on each of these documents so the ID card, the plastic ID card, has English and Italian, unless, of course, you live in one of those regions that are bordering with other nations where having another language uh, is legally uh, allowed, meaning those places are basically bilingual. And we're talking about some Italian regions uh, that are bordering with countries like Switzerland, Austria, or France, where a part of the population speaks German or French. So uh, having the language reported on the ID is important for them and also allowed uh, by the law. But everywhere else in Italy, uh, you will only find information in Italian and now English in the new uh, versions of the Italian plastic IDs as opposed to the older ones. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but before the plastic IDs in Italy, everybody carried the uh, paper ID, which was a basically little book or I wouldn't know how to describe it, but <laughs> it's basically a little booklet. I still have mine because it's you have to wait until it um, expires or until it's lost or destroyed before you can get a new one. So mine is still in decent shape. So I still exactly. have it remember it very well. <laughs> so those IDs are still valid and you cannot replace them with the more uh, practical plastic ID until they expire. So um, and, and that ID also had more information compared to the new one because there you could find um, not only the name, last name, sex, height, but also um, information like profession or um, eye color or hair color or even um, if somebody had like a scar or some other trait that um, could identify the person it would be reported on the id itself on, in, on the old one not on the new plastic id which only has uh, some basic information like uh, name last name address sex um, height and uh, the full address yeah, that, especially that was something that I was very surprised by how detailed those ID cards are. I mean, even on mine, for example, when I had to sign up to uh, get mine and, and request it, the woman at the counter asked me, oh, so what's your profession? I explained to her what I do, like that I work in in uh, in video production, audio production, marketing and this and that. And she's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> it's like, well, we don't have that. Do you work on a computer? Like, yeah. She's like, all right, you're an IT specialist. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> 
good enough. She's like, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just we have to have it on there. So I'm assuming that it's it, it, it's probably something from an older time where uh, having some of those details maybe was more relevant somehow. But it was definitely a, a funny thing to see there. Yeah, it was definitely difficult for people who had strange jobs. Uh, when he came to apply for an ID to explain what they were doing. But uh, luckily now we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, But regarding the passport, uh, the passport has, again, more basic information, similar to what you will find in the plastic ID. So name, last name, um, your sex, your height, and uh, the place in which the passport was released. And um, the Italian passport will have on the very first page in all of the European Union languages, so all of the languages used in the European Union, you will find the word uh, passport and Italian Republic translated in all of those languages. But then the page with the uh, important information about the person, about the holder, uh, will be in English, Italian and French only. It's interesting to see uh, the, the the linguistic representation on these these documents, and especially on the passport as well. Um, and that the 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 passport page, the identifying page, the the limit on how many languages are there. I guess it's the the Italian language makes complete sense, and then old lingua franca like the French, and then now current international usage of English uh, being kind of the international language that people will communicate between themselves. So it is, I say, fascinating to see that. Of course, on other passports from other countries, it's not uncommon to see those. But maybe just to get quickly into how you actually go about getting these documents. Um, Let's first start out with the ID and then talk about how to get the passport afterwards. Um, Because theoretically, actually even, it's not necessarily that you have to have the ID before you get the passport. You can get the passport without the ID. If, for example, you're somebody who is born abroad and you received your Italian citizenship recognition outside of Italy, uh, in that case, it's definitely possible to get your Italian passport first. Um, But to get your Italian ID card, what is it that is necessary to do? So let's say that the Italian ID is normally um, granted to people who reside in Italy, at least easily, meaning that it's, it's quite normal for somebody who resides in Italy to have an ID and to need an ID to, you know, to carry around and just to, to do what you have to do on a day-to-day basis. You will use your ID um, a lot. Uh, more often than somebody who doesn't reside in Italy. However, you can also get an ID, an Italian ID, if you reside abroad, and specifically the Italian consulates in the European Union, so if you live in a European country outside of Italy, are able to release Italian IDs to people who reside outside of Italy. But if you reside in other countries like America, so the US or Canada, uh, the Italian consulate will not be able to give you an ID, which means that you can only get an ID if you take up residency in Italy or if you visit Italy. If you visit Italy and you visit the town where you're registered with the AIRE, then that town may be able to give you an Italian ID. But otherwise, if you only reside abroad and, and you never 
move your residency to Italy or visit Italy, you will not be able to get an Italian ID again if you live outside of the European Union. And if you live outside of Italy within the European Union, then you can apply for your ID through the Italian uh, consulate. There is a very basic and simple form that you need to fill out. You need to provide the consulate or the municipality with um, two photos, so passport size photos and you will need to include all of your personal information, including your address in the ID, and then the ID is normally mailed to you uh, after a week or two. So that's how it works for the ID. But when it comes to applying for a passport, you need to use different offices, at least if you reside in Italy, and specifically the passport for Italian residents is issued by the Questura, which is a local immigration police office. Um, so you can only apply for a passport through the Questura. It's not the town hall that is responsible for uh, issuing uh, your passport. When you go to the Questura, of course, you will have to make an appointment. Um, it's generally done online, um, the appointment booking, and then you'll have to show up at your appointment. They will take your fingerprints and they will normally ask you to show your Italian ID. So it's much easier if you already have an ID, if you are an Italian resident, if you wanna apply for a passport through the Questura. On the other hand, if you reside abroad, the Italian passport will be issued by the Italian consulate. And of course, for people who have applied for um, citizenship by descent, so people who have never resided in Italy, they will not have an Italian ID. And in those cases, it's totally fine to apply for uh, an Italian passport uh, and, and show as proof of identity your American passport. Normally, both in the case that you apply through the consulate and in the case that you apply through an Italian Questura, the passport is not given to you on the spot. Rather, it's mailed to you after a couple of weeks. And especially if you're planning to travel internationally and if you're using the consulate, just be aware that there might be a month or two, even three, in some cases, a wait time. Uh, when you have to apply for the passport through the passport office, that's due to the, uh, you know, huge um, interest in Italian citizenship by descent and all of these new passports that the consulates are releasing to uh, newly recognized Italian citizens. Yeah, it's that's one thing I think with any any process to do with any aspect of Italian life when you are applying for some type of document or permission or this or that or the other there can be a bit of a, a wait time that is something that you really need to take into consideration. Um, I mean, even for example, when I was getting my ID in Italy, um, of course, this is pre-electronic uh, ID. And it, actually, the, the, the Comune, just the week after I got my, I, my paper ID, um, started then going to the direction of the electronic IDs, but they were issuing both at the same time as well. Um, for somebody moving from outside of Italy into Italy, that was something for me that ended up taking a couple of months, uh, actually, all in all, to get that final last detail ironed out because the documents that came from my the ancestral comune where my last Italian ancestor lived um, and all of my documents from that area 
were still kind of in their final process and had to be transferred or at least somehow annotated so that they could be sent to where I was living at the time. And then from there, uh, the residency check. And so after everything was said and done, all of these uh, processes, it was a couple of months later that I finally ended up getting my ID. And so that's one thing um, to take into consideration with many processes, like I was saying in Italy, to allow for more time than what you might expect um, that process to take. Sure. And also talking about uh, timing and wait times, it's important to remember, especially for people who live abroad, like in the US and move around a lot, that you can only apply for a passport through the consulate uh, that covers the jurisdiction where you reside. And if you move to a different jurisdiction, you will have to first register with the IDA in the, the new consulate, and then you will be able to apply for an Italian passport. And the registration with the IDA normally takes a month or two. So it's it's good to to start things in advance, especially if you want to travel, if you have plans to travel internationally. And and just to just to clarify what the IDA is, we have said it before, but the IDA is the registry of Italian citizens residing abroad, and it's held by one specific consulate together with the municipality in Italy where you were living before or where you your documents were registered when you applied for citizenship by descent. So if you move from one from one jurisdiction to the other, it's important to uh, communicate through the new consulate where you where you moved that you moved there so they know your address and they will register you in their registry that's actually a really great point to to talk about your residence and actually even jurisdiction that you're living in because even one thing to take into consideration this is not necessarily about the passport or the id or anything but if you are making that application for italian citizenship and you do move during that processing time and you're moving to another jurisdiction that could be something that you might want to take into consideration and potentially even avoid if possible um, we don't need to go into the reasons why but uh, definitely not necessarily the best choice while you're waiting but just another um, aspect about applying for a passport because so far we've spoken only about people over the age of majority, the people who are adults. What if you are wanting to get an Italian passport for your child that you've already gone through the process to get Italian citizenship and theoretically have already registered their birth? What does that look like? Is there any difference in that process there or is it the exact same thing? Yes, I think it's important to remember that to um, issue a passport to a minor child, the consulate needs the consent of both the parents. So if the parents are uh, separated or they got divorced, then anyway, both of the parents need to sign the form um, that allows the minor to get an Italian passport, unless of course there's a court order or something that allows only one of the parents to take these major decisions. But uh, in, in a normal situation, both parents will have to give their consent in order for the minor to get their Italian passport. No, that's really good to make sure that we have that covered. I mean, it's um, that's a it's a huge detail to know that uh, that you can't just simply go yourself, um, or at least uh, to to process that on your own to make that request on your own. Um, and it's I think actually for the child's safety as well. Um, a really interesting factor about having the permission and the consent of both parents. But um, I know also with the Italian passport, uh, there are some interesting details uh, in regards to the document itself, as well as how it works and so on. Would you maybe be able to tell us a little bit more about that? 
Sure. Um, so I think it's interesting that for women, Italy will grant it the Italian passport under the name at birth. So it doesn't matter if the woman got uh, the husband's last name after the marriage. So that's irrelevant for uh, the Italian government because the Italian passport will be issued to a woman under the name of birth unless the birth certificate was changed. So if the woman went through a legal name change, uh, in that case, if the birth certificate was changed, then the Italian government will recognize the change and issue the passport with a new last name. But otherwise, the last name on the Italian passport will be the same last name that uh, there is on the Italian birth certificate, I'm sorry, the foreign birth certificate of the woman. And also just to give some more few pieces of information. The Italian passport is embedded with a biometric uh, chip, which makes it very difficult to uh, replicate. And also I think people have to bear in mind that um, you can only apply for a new passport, meaning you can only renew your passport uh, during the six months before the expiration date of your current passport. So you cannot initiate the process before that. And also, um, when you go and renew your passport, just remember to bring your old one. You will have to give the old one, which they may give back to you. Uh, with They will cut like a piece of the page, uh, the first page, uh, to, to make sure that people know that it's void now, especially if you have a visa, or which is normally in the form of a sticker attached to, attached to your passport. It happened to me with my um, US visa in the past. Uh, my US visa was attached to my uh, old passport, which was about to expire. So when it came to uh, renew my passport, they didn't take my old one. They, they they left it with me, but they cut a piece of the first page to make sure that uh, the authorities know, knew that that passport was no longer valid. And they, they gave it back to me just because I had my uh, US visa in one of the pages. And finally, before we finish up the episode, I think it's important to state that the Italian passport in terms of global mobility and access to other countries uh, ranks within the top three passports in the world. That's, that's really a huge detail right there about how, how strong the Italian passport is and how, uh, how much access it can give you. And that's one thing about dual citizenship and having a second passport, a plan B passport, whatever you want to put it, um, that really can be interesting for somebody who wants to travel the world because having one passport may give you access easier to one part of the world than another passport may, whereas the it may go the opposite way around and even um, what you can do for yourself and having that ability. I mean, I know years ago, I think it's changed since then, but for individuals who wanted to travel to Brazil who are American, because the US required visas for Brazilians to go to the US, um, Brazil then reciprocated and required Americans who wanted to go to Brazil to have uh, the, 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 the visa and apply for the visa to go there. But then for Italians, that wasn't the case and they could just go and travel to Brazil, for example, um, without any concern. I think, like I said, I believe now it's changed, but there are potentially going to be other parts of the world that may kind of come into a, a similar situation. Um, it just depends on where you're wanting to go and how you're wanting to get there, of course, for more information on like visas, what are required and so on. There's a lot of 
great information online about how, what passports have access to what countries and how they can access those countries. But I think this is going to be a great place to round off this episode. So of course, Marco, thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. And of course, if anybody is needing help to get their Italian citizenship, passport, and or ID, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call. Our number is on the website. Well, absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more information like this about getting Italian citizenship or even moving to Italy legally, be sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel as well as the audio-only podcast. And of course, if you're subscribed to this YouTube channel, that means you are also automatically subscribed to the other project that Marco and I collaborate on, the Italian Real Estate Podcast, where we talk about some of the practical sides of purchasing property in Italy, relocating to Italy, and having that physical space that you can actually call your home in the beautiful nation of Italy. And of course, we have been here with Italian attorney Marco Penmunian from ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com for the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.